0: Welcome back to another edition of Mormon Expression. I'm your host, John Larson. We're here at the fabulous Studio 110A, as opposed to Studio 1A, which you've spent a lot of time in Studio 1A. I'm here with my good friend, um, Rich. Rich has been... With us for a long time, you were the editor in chief of Mormon Expressions for several years. That was a self-given title. I appreciated that. (laughs) Rich is also on our board of directors of um, Whitefields, and he's helped um, shape and build what we've done today, which um, has been an amazing time. I've really enjoyed working with you, Rich. Likewise, thanks for having me, Dan. Well, welcome back to the panel. Um, and uh, a, a good friend um, Hillary, this is your first time Welcome Hillary It
1: is my first time I've been in the Velvet Lounge a couple times
0: Oh, the Velvet Lounge The little Velvet yes. Lounge um, Yeah, down in the basement
1: Yes, nice and warm I, down there You'll in be December. happy to know that
0: the basement Some of you were, have been in the basement It had no windows <laughs> And uh, I moved the studio out And I made that my office I work from home But I finally moved next to the window so, and I I have some plants out there now, so I'm I'm much happier. Do I seem more cheerful? That's because I moved out of the basement <laughs> or moved across the basement. And then um we also have Katrine. Katrine, of course, is the um, director of Voices, which has been relaunched. You can find it at mormonexpression.com slash voices and on iTunes. You're doing a fabulous job, Katrine. Hello. I couldn't be more pleased. Thank
2: you very much. I got my first email thanking me for my efforts, and that meant a lot to me, so I really appreciated that.
0: Well, 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 great. You. Um, and you, you can be emailed at voices at MormonExpression.com. That's right. Um, and if, if somebody wants to appear on, we're always looking for new stories and new, um, new ways to, uh, get the message across. What yep. does the song say? I don't listen to the, the sort the, of the song. My the opening yeah, yeah, yeah. song. There's an opening Didn't song. Did you know you were supposed to sing the opening song?
2: Nobody told me, and <laughs> no.
0: nobody would ever ask me do that. You, <laughs> do you have anything interesting coming up you want to tease?
2: I want to tease. Um, I do have a family coming up, a brother and a sister and their spouses. So I just thought that would be interesting to have a a family dynamic interviewed.
0: Excellent. Mm -hmm. And um, although we do have the studio here and we use the studio to record some of these, that's not necessary. So people who are anywhere in the world, we can record over the Internet.
2: I am finally up on Skype. I tested it today and I'm solo. I can fly solo on Skype now.
0: Excellent, you're doing a wonderful job Thanks for coming in, this is your Thank first you. time on the In the big show On
2: the panel, yeah, I've never had <laughs> an <show>. audience before
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is it, does it Is it a little, they're kind of They're Yeah, they can be kind of a
2: They are a nasty the word, the word looking the bunch my mind first I, I tell creepy, you. Godless <laughs> people in here
0: <laughs> uh, So, and welcome to our, our Our great studio audience We usually have a good time, usually, sometimes it's a little boring But, alright, so Let's start with the news Um this has been another interesting week in Mormonism. I find it fascinating um i i went I went to lunch with a good friend today uh he's he 's a lawyer here in salt lake and and we were talking about how um the church strategists are all a bunch of fools <laughs> and we outlined <laughs> uh, the the strategy for the church It seems something seems so obvious um i'll give you an example ordain women. I, because maybe they listen i when I check i p addresses. This podcast does get downloaded to the Salt Lake City, to the COB, to the, the church office building. So maybe somebody's listening. Look, you guys, what you need to do is call a special fast, July 15th, church wide. That we're going to go to the Lord and ask Him. that, that and, and then all the, all the 12 will get together on that day, and the church will have a church wide fast, and they're going to go in the temple. And they're going to ask the great Jehovah. Even Elohim. No, wait, wait, those are two different people.
3: <laughs> well, yeah.
0: um, but your English was oddly correct. <laughs> and, and what they're going to do is they're going to have, uh, the, the, the all the, 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 of course, there's 15 members of the Quorum of the Twelve. Um, all 15 of them are going to ask and supplicate the Master of the Universe to find out if we should give the dear sisters the priesthood. And then they come down and have a press conference Like prophets do And um, they say (laughs) We asked and we received the answer And the answer is it's not time yet What the fuck does anybody say at that point If you believe in the church you can't question that Movement done Game over Seems simple to me right (laughs) Maybe if you believe in God It doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No that, That much better strategy, Much <laughs> All better right. strategy. so um, of course, this week um, the the um, ordained women um, did their second try at conference um, i 've talked to ordained women insiders. they actually had a sign up sheet there on t- on um, the lot and they did a second count, and they have at least five hundred and ten people who signed in. Um, Desert news reports one hundred and fifty I, th- I think um, but but they have they have documented evidence, so at least five hundred women. Um, Came out and supporters Um, Unfortunately We're we're, uh, um, we're starting to get um, These uh, press reports Uh, The women were browbeat and shouted at um, um, Very awful, homophobic um, Misogynistic things Were coming out of people's mouths Who were there on um, Temple Square And there's obviously a lot of fear
2: I saw some uh, The Ordained Women movement compared to child molesters That some women felt the same way about the ordained women in group as she did child molesters. Whoa. Wow!
0: Um, it, it you know occurred to me that the ordained women movement might be doing something very effective that's really going to um, make the church take notice. The church tracks numbers, and we're getting pictures from inside the the hall, and there were a lot of empty seats. Um, if if they effectively are keeping men away from going to the conference center, this is something that the church might take notice of. Um, the church made a huge um, snafu, of course, when they banned the press from the Temple Square. Once again, guys, call me first. Um,
1: I, can, I can tell you
0: how this plays. Um, you know, usually that's not a good move ever. When, when, when your first move is to ban the press from your um, uh, red square or whatever they call it, uh, uh, it's not going to go well. So, so th- th- yeah, they banned the press. Um, I actually thought there was this great metaphoric um, thing that happened. I, I, I thought it was brilliant. Um, they shut the gates, but they didn't lock them. <laughs> and there's a picture, um, and I was talking to a good friend. I was talking to Lindsay, actually. She's all of our friends. She loves everybody. Um, and she was a little bit sad about the gate. And I, I told her, this is wonderful, because there's pictures of Kate Kelly pushing the gate open. They shut the gate, but it didn't work, right? And there's the picture of the women pushing the gate open and walking a Temple Square. How, how, once again, the church, you guys, don't give other people photo ops. Don't do stuff like that. <laughs> Just let them in. Just let them in. Go let them sit. What are they going to say? Just let them in. Who cares? Um, okay, so the, the, the ordained women movement. So
3: 510. So we are, Mormon expression, we're kind of a, an official thing, right? Absolutely. So we can officially say that that's our count. And that's the count that we're, they had. We're calling
0: the election. Five hundred. <laughs> that's what it is. Five hundred
3: and ten. So the church, cool, the, the, not to give the church much credit, but when the numbers are stacked against them, that's when they change their minds.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're watching so, the numbers. They, so five hundred
3: yeah. and ten church. Five hundred and ten.
0: And 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 they know they they had they what they, they, the, way they um, tried to, um, the way they tried to the way they tried to handle this, they had a woman who stood there and then she asked every woman who came what their name was and um, she got uncomfortable hugs from some of the women I don't know if you've seen any of the videos, she she doesn't look real happy to be giving out 510 (laughs) hugs, but she was there Um, so uh, the the churches try, they're trying but uh, I'll give them credit for that Um, speaking of trying, there's sometimes things that you do, that you just shouldn't do because it makes you look worse than if you like like handing in an assignment too late, it's it's better sometimes just to pretend you didn't do it. Um, they moved the women from the far right corner in conference to front and center, right? Which is a step forward, right? Um, you know, instead it's it's like they're beating their wife with an open hand instead of a closed fist. So they moved the women front and center where they used to be stuck off in the corner. Lateral it, move at best, right? Yes, but it still it still points out, especially because the women wear bright colors, where the eye goes right to. It still points out that there's these six women surrounding this sea of like um, Mr. Maxu's IBM middle IBM middle layer executives, uh, and
1: but they're not in pastels.
0: No, no, no. They they must have heard. I've been complaining about pastels uh, for for quite some time. I will take credit for that one. <laughs> 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 uh, um, pastels are fine Easter's coming, you can have pastels Shoulder pads too Shoulder pad pastels well, They're fine um, um, So um, another story of uh, my, my, my good friend um, Chris Smith um, He's a brilliant up and coming um, Mormon researcher um, Put together an article it's out, it's out there on the web, maybe we'll link to it I always say we'll link to it, then I always forget to do it So we're into the surge. We're well over a year into the surge, right? And so according to Chris's numbers, that's 22,000 new missionaries. Well, every spring, the church announces its baptisms. So we now get to see how effective the surge was. The 22,000 new missionaries bought us 1,800 baptisms.
2: Well, what's interesting is that the baptisms for children went down, which makes you wonder... In a in a normal rise in baptism for children every year, why is it going down? My guess would be people are leaving, or people are choosing not to baptize their children.
0: Yeah, the the, the numbers are interesting, and we've done podcasts in the past um, with some. There's folks out there who analyze the numbers in depth. Maybe we should do it again, uh, but because the, 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 we have caught the church cheating on its numbers before, right? The I'll give you an example: the, if the church loses somebody, which they lose lots of people because. We want to be lost, <laughs> and then uh, they'll keep tracking you on that number until you're 110, because most people live to be 110. So it makes it statistically, it makes a lot of sense. So they'll they'll, they'll keep you till you're 110, and they do other games like they 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 count children of wreck, and then they they just do all these like. Um, Giving themselves the best case Rather than the average or most likely case you know? So rather than count An average mortality rate And frankly most churches kick people off their, off their Records if they lose them They say oh if you haven't been a church in 40 years You must not care that much Let's get you off the rolls um, But, but, but not, the, not the church So there's some things that we can watch That are more effective Everybody knows who's lived out in the mission field um, That there are wards out there that are barely staffed You can do that So you can kind of channel stuff with a ward, but you can't do it with a stake very well. So like the number of stakes is a better indicator of the actual number of Mormons than the number of wards, for example. Um, And the missionaries, the the surge, of course, the church church knew this was classic channel stuffing, you know, um, and most of these missionaries went stateside. And we're starting to see the repercussions from that. We're starting to see, like, mission presence come back with, like, psychological problems from dealing with all these. <laughs> even even back in the old days, like, how, how many missionaries – what percentage of missionaries are crazy? Like, 25%? 20%? Um, and not because they're crazy when they get in, but it makes people nuts. It's, it's, a, right. it's, a, it's a hard thing to it's do. It's a high number. It, it is. Yeah. So 22,000 18-year-olds – oh, I can't remember. So – and it was 1,800, right? Uh, so, I believe so. Is it, uh, the additional of, of the, basically the statistical analysis was given the extra twenty two thousand. He, he's showing me the numbers. It's point zero eight, <laughs> um, and the, the average. Oh, yeah. I think before that. The, so if you take those numbers out, so it's point zero eight, one tenth of a person. The, the the average I think is around three three and a half baptisms per missionary uh, b- before the twenty two thousand. So you can see how ineffective that that was. Which basically means, and you, you shall read Chris's article, mark market saturation. That that the and and Chris does talk about door to door sales techniques used to work in the sixties, but they don't really work anymore. And that's one of the reasons the church has taken away tracking. I don't know what the hell they do all day long. We used to track because we had nothing else oh, to do. Geez. I I I think. I can be empathetic. What would be like to be in North Korean prison? (laughs) Um, I was going to make a gay sex joke, but then I thought maybe it wouldn't work on either side. But um, North Korea (laughs) got weird. The the the, that to wake up on a mission and want to do something and have nothing to do whatsoever—it's the worst feeling in the world. And then you look and say, "I have 374 more days." Yeah. Oh my god. Well I've got
3: three thousand and seven hundred people in my district that I'm personally
0: responsible for. Yes, yes. It's um it's pretty well, neat. Yay search. All right.
4: <laughs> but the of church the is church. sorry, yeah.
2: the church is such a a business minded entity it's interesting that they don't look at those numbers and think, well, that's not working for us. But the reason I think they don't is it's not their money. So. Well,
0: I, th- I think that's a, that's, a, that's a great point. I, th- I think you're, you're absolutely right. And I think that the church is not about the converts as much as they are about the missionaries. I think that the, the research shows... That this is going to make somebody more likely to to be in. There's a psychological term. for it, I forget. Uh, I, we always refer to the Millerites. If you remember, the Millerites were a millennialist group that sold everything in 1843. and were waiting for Jesus to come. They're fascinating because Jesus didn't come um, yet. It's next year. Um, and but they they. Double da- the ones that stayed in doubled down, and this phenomenon happens all the time. That if a cult leader or religious leader promises something, doesn't come, the people who are in the religion, if they don't get that, they 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 become all the more invested. Um, confirmation bias, I, I, a little bit. I think there's there's confirmation bias, and and there is um, you know throwing good money after bad. You don't want to lose that, so so it. Yeah, it's the, the fallacy of sunk cost. That's the that word I was is. looking for. Thanks, mm-hmm. Thane. Um, and you say, well, I'm already in this far, so I just will go a little bit extra. Um, I th- We we did a – you can do this with your kids on Family Home Evening. We'll talk about family. Uh, <laughs> what you do is you have people – you get a group of people together, and it's, it's helpful if they've been drinking a little beer. And then you have them bid for a dollar, right? So one person bids a oh, well pay a penny for the dollar, right? And then you have them keep bidding for it. And eventually they'll pay more than the dollar because – then after you cross the meridian, you know it's like you don't want to lose this much. You don't want to lose this much. So, so you, you keep going. You keep going further, and that's the problem of, of sunk cost. Craps taught me that. The Craps table. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. Yes. All right. Um, so tonight, um, speaking of cults, <coughs> um, I, I still say that the Mormonism is not a cult by either definition. Um, there is a formal definition for what a cult is, and it usually. You, you really have to have a dynamic leader That you're sort of attached to whatever this person says As opposed to an abstract theology Or an abstract set of rules um, The biggest problem I have with the term cult Is it's usually used by like, evangelicals and, and it really means religions we don't like That's what, that's what um, the, the term cult means But there are things that the church does That are culty or cultish um, That make people call it a cult and um, one of the hallmarks of you know, real cults, and I think, I think a, a better term is a psychologically harmful religion. But one, one of the things that, that is a hallmark is it tends to invade every aspect of your life. It tends to take over everything. So I think, I think there's a real element of religious identity. Somebody might say I'm a Presbyterian or I'm a Catholic. And, and they, they, they own that, and, and that's not what we're getting at. But there's another thing to be you know, just doing it all the time such that it crowds everything else out. This is one of the elements of, that would make people accuse the church of being a cult. So tonight what we're going to do is we're going to talk about just what the time cost of being a Mormon is. What exactly does the church ask you to do? And if you did it all, how much time would it take? So we're going to talk about a prototypical family. I set up this use case here. Our family is the Smith family. Mm -hmm. There's five people. Paul is a 37 year old male. He's the first counselor in the bishopric. Hmm? Way to go, Paul! Yeah, yeah. He's he's moving up. He's moving up. I was going to give him a career and tell him you what color his favorite color was, and uh, I didn't. (laughs) He loves Aerosmith. I ran out of interest. (laughs) Jennifer, Paul's wife, is a 35 year old female and she's the beehive leader in, the, in this ward. They have three children. Their oldest is named Tom. He's a 14 year old male and he is the teachers' quorum president. Kelly is their 12 year old girl and she's a beehive. And Brianna is their 9 year old girl. Hey, Brianna. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so let's establish what a normal Mormon family. I mean,. We, we were arguing beforehand whether or not three is a typical Mormon family, but I think in this day, kind of. We'll, we'll say our family does not live in Utah. They, they, they live in a place where there are Mormons, um, but they don't live in Utah. They live somewhere in the United States. Paul, of course, works full-time in a professional job, and I think typical today, Jennifer um, would have a part-time job, um, but she's committed to being a homemaker. She really wants to spend as much time um, at, at home as possible She probably also serves on the PTA Or somehow involved in the community um, They live 30 minutes from the church It's not untypical They have to drive across town to get to the church So it's an hour round trip to get to the church And we'll say they live Two hours from a temple um, That's not untypical And they live 45 minutes from the stake center the Stake center is on the other side of town So that's that's their their life This is that's pretty pretty typical of a more. Oh, yeah, you've you've,
3: you've just described like the exact time frame that my uh, my in laws like are from their church and from their everything. So, excellent. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay, so, so we're on board. No one wants to push back on me yet. Oh, it would get me. worse, right? Mm-hmm. If you had nine kids or fourteen kids or or or, or what, it, it could be more work.
2: Jennifer would not have a part time job with nine kids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, I, I, might have made Paul, I might have made Tom a little bit too young. I might need to inflate his age. We'll say Tom is in seminary. Seminary starts in ninth grade, right? Is 14 about? Right yeah, for that's now? right. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about their daily life. Scripture study. Absolutely. Now, Tom, mm-hmm. Tom our, our 14-year-old, has to be at early morning seminary before uh, middle school starts. And school starts at 8, so seminary starts at 7 o'clock, 7 a.m. What? Am I... The start, seminary starts at
4: 6.30? If you could, come on up to the mic. I a
0: 14-year-old. Oh, good.
4: Junior high starts earlier than 8 a.m., always.
0: Okay, well, we'll give these guys... Because it can get worse, but we'll say in, in my example here, school starts at 8. That means they have to be at the church that's near the high school. And now, oftentimes, well, I didn't necessarily figure all this stuff in, but oftentimes somebody's got to bring them to school and then take the, from the kids that are at the church. Because in, in Utah, we have seminary buildings that are suspiciously always built right next to the, the, the high schools and junior highs right at exactly the same time. And there's always a parcel of land somehow that exactly matches. Hmm. <laughs> But that's not the way it is elsewhere. Um, so they usually meet in, like, the state center or whatever. So 7 a.m., we'll say they, they get there and they start school at 8.
2: You know, well, I think, I know your point that time doesn't really matter, but when you're the person driving your child, I did early morning seminary in Texas, and we had a 20-minute drive. She had to be at seminary at 6 o'clock in the morning, which meant we had to be up at 5. That's a big deal.
0: Well, that, 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 that that's a, maybe yeah. that's more common. You got you guys are right. I remember um, um, you know uh, a good friend of mine grew up out of state. Um, she she had to be at seminary at six thirty every morning. So. And are we
1: doing family scripture study? before we are so that?
0: so before, of course, they um, the church encourages, nay commands that you have <laughs> family scripture study. So the kids are woken up. at We'll say five thirty every morning, all of them. And they're asked to say their prayers, and they come in, and then they have family prayer, where they all gather together to pray. And then they'll have scripture study. They'll all go off and shower, then they'll come back in for breakfast and have prayer again. So every day, they're going to be doing 10 or 15 minutes of scripture study, which means we're like reading in a drony voice. Let's not overemphasize the word study here. Because <laughs> um, uh, I'm amazed um, how... Much people can re- study. How much Mormons study and never learn anything? Um, There's not a lot of content. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so so every day they'll be doing the seminary, they'll be doing this family scripture study, and they'll be doing the family prayer. So we're already into it. Three four hours. We're already into it three or four hours. Yeah. Okay, so weekly task. What what does a typical family do every week? Well, of course they have family home evening because in the Church's Infinite Wisdom, we don't have enough time with our families, so we're going to command you to do time with your families. And we're going to give you a manual that tells you exactly how you're going to spend time with your family. And again, you're going to say a prayer, you're going to do scripture study, you're going to have some lame ass lesson, and you're going to sit there and be bored. And but usually you get a treat. You might get some jello, <laughs> or some pudding, or whatever, some Rice Krispies, some kind of sugar. Um, yeah, and um, so that's every Monday night, and that is such a pervasive idea that in the state of Utah, it is hard to find recreational teams that play on Mondays. Um, that, that that there are city legislatures who try to shut... A matter of fact, it comes up in the state legislature about once every other year. That some yahoo will try to shut the state down on Mondays so everybody can go spend time with their family. Um, so family home evening is a commandment. It's not optional, right? Now, there's nobody checking on you to see if you do it, but if you're going to be a good Mormon, you have to do family home evening, right? Okay? So that's every Monday night. Now, Sundays, of course, for those who haven't had the joy of um, being a part of the Mormon culture, um, Sundays are a, a, a big day, and we're, we're going to get through that. But you spend at least three hours in church and drive time and da-da-da-da-da. It is actually against the rules, you all know this in the, in the church um, handbook, to do anything on a Sunday night. Sometimes stakes will. They'll have firesides, but that's against the rules. So it's supposed to be every night after 6 that the church schedules nothing on a Sunday night. Um, but your Sunday's shot to hell. I mean, let's, let's face yeah. it. You're, you know, you know there's, there's no rest on that day. Okay. So for most wards, they will have a single night. And, and this is because wards are stacked in buildings. So when you see a Mormon building... There's usually three or four wards um, that, are, that are using that building simultaneously. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll time slice the night. So one ward will have Tuesdays, next ward will have Wednesdays, next ward will have Thursdays. And all these other activities we're going to talk about tend to happen on that ward night. But what it effectively means for our Smith family is every, we'll call it Wednesday night for, for this, that's their ward activity night, every Wednesday night they are at the church. Because the, all their kids have activities, the Relief Society has activity, the priesthood sometimes has activity, the wards sometimes have activities, and there's not a week that goes by that there's not something that would draw this family of five to the building. It's always going to happen. Um, and some of them, like, like the youth meetings, they still meet every week, right? It, mm-hmm. it goes back and forth. Um, who, who, who in here last went to church? Anybody from recently? A year? Oh Sunday. Sunday, all right. All right. So it's still, it's still every welcome. it's still every week they, the, the, the youth neat. meet. Okay. Okay. So we have our family home meeting on Wednesdays. Our our our, our, our ward night. Now, um, the bishopric that that our 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 good friend Paul here. They have lots of meetings, and we're going to talk about their Sunday schedule, but every week he's meeting on some sort of bishopric meeting. Now, as a first counselor in the bishopric, he can do temple recommend interviews. So even though he's there for activities almost every Wednesday, even though he's the first counselor in the bishop, now in a few weeks we're going to be talking about what a bishop does, oh my God, but for a, for a first counselor, he's going to be there most Wednesdays doing interviews um, because everybody in the ward, is it, is it two years now or is it five? How long does a temple recommend last? Two. It's two, so it used to be one. So every two years, somebody has to sit down with a member of the, the, and talk about um, if they believe in God and if they wank their weenie. And they have to do that twice. But the youth have to do it twice a year, right? They have to go in every every six months. Can a first counselor in the bishopric interview the youth? Yes. Okay. Um, so 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 he's going to be busy. Um, unlike the now, a, a bishop typically. Will, um, and, and I've verified this from different people. Bishops typically will be at the church all day Sunday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, and every Thursday. Um, that's a typical bis- bis- bishop schedule. A bishop will usually spend 20 hours a week in, in the church office. First counselor would spend all day Sunday and Wednesday night. So we've got, we've got th- those those down. Have, have, I, have I missed any of these? No, but I kind of feel like the scope has kind of shifted back towards
3: a Utah family because I know that, uh, like, Tom, the dad, or Paul. I don't know who it is. Paul. Paul, Paul.
5: Uh,
3: Keep up, man. Like, yeah, so Wednesday he's going to be interviewing the youth and, and that kind of stuff. But also, like Thursday, he'll be out uh, contacting part member families, and he'll be out with missionaries, and he'll be out doing all that. Stuff. This is true. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah.
0: They're, they're, it's, they're, it's damn tough being in the bishop. <laughs> there, there gets to be a lot of, a lot of other things that, that start creeping in, and we'll, we'll see if we can inventory them all. Okay, so those are, those are our weekly tasks um, Let's talk about um, Monthly tasks So the church asks that everybody goes to the temple Once a month I had a bishop that I worked for He was not my bishop, thank God uh, This one when I was at BYU He required to get a temple recommend That his church members committed to go once a week um, and this is one of the problems of the governance of the church. We've mentioned this before. There's nothing that can stop him from doing that. You would have one appeal with your bishop. You could call your stake president. But if your stake president says tough, you're done. There's no, more, there's no more appeal. So there's nothing really to stop any member saying, what are you talking about? That's ecclesiastical abuse. No, that doesn't happen. So there could be more requirements. Um, my brother, he was in the bishopric and ward, and the stake president came down and said, you will home teach everybody whether they're active or not. No, no, no. it was you home-teach everybody in the fucking ward. They had apartment buildings, and and if they were members or not, they were required to assign them home-teachers and go to every single house. So this stuff happens, right? Um, That that they can just come in and put new requirements on you. Um, So one of the things, and this is, I lived in San Diego. We had a tuna factory. in the, la- the ward I lived in In um, Clinton We had an onion farm um, the-, the ward I lived in In Roy We had a chicken farm The church owns All sorts of produce things
2: Houston has a peanut farm
0: Peanuts Yes Maybe
2: right. peanut butter um,
0: cattle, the-, the best job the-, the job that the young men Want with the chicken farm Is chickens It's kind of <laughs> gross but Do they have talons? They, they, chickens don't die Of natural causes In an egg farm They <laughs> throw them In a chipper and so the young men like to get that job. Um, uh. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh. make this shit up. I, this is, this is real. Um. You're losing them, John. <laughs> I was okay, going to so,
2: mention the pig farm, but now I'm afraid to talk about the poor
0: pigs. I, well, so when I was, in, I was in the bishopric, I was a clerk, and a clerk has to go to all the meetings. Well, we got a big assignment that came down one summer, and they said, we have an emergency at the onion farm. Um, the weeds are big. <laughs> that everybody in the steak on this Saturday needs to go. We have to go save the onions. <laughs> so we we go out there, and the weeds are just enormous, right? And people are looking at because on the side of this, and these these are these are like fifty hundred acre farms. They're not like small, and they they had it all cordoned off. the The fifteenth ward was here, and the eighth ward was here, and the third ward was there. Um, why are the wards never sequential? Like the 12th ward is never right next to the 13th Except in Salt Lake City um, Which we need to do um, a history of the 13th and 14th wards But I digress <laughs> I digress So um, so, yeah, it's miserable Like the ground is hard And the weeds are way too high And I go back to the bishopric meeting And the bishop's pissed and, he, this is a, he's a, and he's like I grew up on a farm They have the equipment How did these weeds get so big? So he called, and I, I'm not making this up. Not that I make anything else up. <laughs> the farm director told the bishop, and this guy was completely faithful, and I knew this in bishopric meeting. This was not for general consumption. They in, got an got a instruction to let the weeds grow long so they could have a service project to have the members come and pull the weeds. They did it intentionally. Now this is key. When we, when we review all these things here, I, once in, I want you to think about what we're talking about At the top of the hour that mm. Why wow. do we have so many things? Why would they do that? Why would they let the weeds grow so high? Is there not stuff to do?
1: Well, they're already cleaning the buildings Isn't that once a month, too?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so in terms of service project Of course, now they've fired um, most of the janitors In the churches and the temples And so members are required to go scrub the toilets They're, they're called from God to do that uh huh, and and what I really like about that is they oftentimes words will employ public shaming. They'll put up a sign-up sheet so you can see who's doing it when. They'll have other people call you and say, "Brother Smith, we would like you to come scrub the toilets on Sunday." This Not on is, Sunday though. On, on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah.
1: Don't this is
3: this is a point that I've thought of a few times, so I'm going to say,
0: um,
3: all of this makes sense, but there's a flip side to this coin. Uh, the only reason why we do all of this bullshit, or why anyone would, is because you've got a yardstick to measure yourself against every Sunday. And that's really one of the reasons that the church exists as well. So you can go and say, look, you know, I, here's my attendance, here's my this, here's this, and then that's the, the Smith scenario.
0: I agree uh, that it is a yardstick, but I would say the system's designed to fail. The, the, there's so much stuff put on there that you can't do it all. I agree. And, and it, is, it is a yardstick by which you will never measure up because, because you really, it's really impossible to do all these things. What's the and, motto? Try a little harder to be a little better, like no matter what. And, and that you're always into it. It's the double bind. You're always into it. If, if, if you don't get the blessing of whatever it is, well, you did skip home, family home evening last month. And the sign-up sheet came around to feed the elders, and you just passed it on down the line, and you didn't do it. So you're always living in a in a in a sphere of not being good enough, of not living up to what you perceive all your neighbors are doing. And there'll be people getting up and say, "Oh, family home is such a blessing in our lives. It's all of our girls are in um, the choir." And they have all got straight A's, and I know that is because we have never, never once missed our family home evening, even when we're on vacation in Anaheim. We, <laughs> <laughs> y- you'll hear this shit, right? You do, yeah. <laughs> and and y- most people are just in there like, oh man, I'm a big dick. I didn't, I haven't done that. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a, so you're always feeling like you're not measuring up. You're not doing what everybody else is doing. And it's so real. I mean, you lose sleep over it people kill themselves over it. Absolutely. Like it's a real psychological thing. So it's we crazy. talked about the temple. Fast offering is something people forget. Um, every boy, 14 to 50, we all get recruited. There's these little blue packets. Um, and um, what you do is you go around to all these people who don't give the church money. And you do it month after month after month after month. Now, I have been asked before, how do I get the... The deacons or the teachers to stop coming around for fast offerings, because there's a lot of people who don't want to uh, don't want to formally quit, and you, they'll keep coming, even if you ask them not to come, because the boy has no way of telling anybody they can't come. There's an easy and obvious answer. Okay, uh, everybody take notes. Next time they come to your house, he's going to hand you the blue envelope. You say thank you, and then you take the blue, fucking blue envelope, and you don't give it back to that kid. <laughs> And he's twelve. What is he going to do? Yeah, (laughs) and you say you slap him on the ass and send him his way, and 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 you're off the. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you, you give him a cookie or something. There's the Christian. <laughs> <laughs> but but this is an enormous. Amount. This is on Fast Sunday, and it takes a long time to trudge the ward. And you do this even if you're living in our like our family, the city. They'll recruit elders and to drive these people around mm-hmm. to all these poor Saps who haven't been to church, who look at the envelope and what are you what are you talking about? What are you trying to do? And once again, it's one of those things that's obviously busy work. It it doesn't the financial gain from it must be minuscule. Um, yeah. I I it just it, it boggles the mind. The, so the ha- the street that I grew
3: up on when I was of age to walk around with blue envelopes, um, there was a, a member or a non-member that con- continually asked me not to come by, and I was continually instructed to go there. Yeah. and uh, and I was twelve. And I was about two inches shorter than I am now, so I, it was all right. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I mean, the, the poor guy. I just now, because I, it, it caused me such anxiety. But So now I can see his face in my mind, and I can see his action, and he wanted
0: to be mad at me, but it, 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 there's just no, no recourse. There's a reason the church is sending boys yeah. to do this, right? Yeah. And you know what's funny is, I've, as I've been talking to you in the last three minutes, The houses that I went to Are burned in my mind I'm thinking through the neighborhood I grew up in Roy And I can see Mm. those houses And the dread Mostly it was drudgery Because they would never answer the door and you would just go down this course of these same houses again and again and again. So you have these routes. We had like six routes. And you have to have at least two boys. And if it was rainy or cold, there'd be an elder or somebody to drive them around. And then you would have to have the, the financial clerk and another member of the bishopric who sat and waited for when the money came back. And you just start looking at the manpower and hours this thing would eat up. Um, and, and, this is, and this is a day people are already going without food, right? Um, so that's one of the, the monthly tasks Fast offerings happen, the temple happens um, I, I was looking through the church handbook They have gotten rid of homemaking We need to do a history of homemaking um, it's, it's now absent from the manuals it, But it does say That you can do whatever you want As a relief society Which means they're going to do homemaking um, laughter
2: Except now it's called enrichment. enrichment. Night.
0: No, it's not even called that. They dropped it. It became home, It was homemaking. Then it was family home safety enrichment. Whether it had a big, big ass long title, right? Did anybody remember that?
2: Well, I was in relief society sooner than you, John, and they still have enrichment nights. I was. I
0: remember sitting under those quilts in the '70s when relief society used to meet during the day. So I think um, it's just called whatever they're having. What? It's that, like
1: it's, if they're having the birthday dinner, it's, then it's the birthday dinner. If you get the manual, day. the church yeah, yeah. handbook
0: of instruction, the word enrichment does not appear in there anymore. It's been pulled out. It's just additional women's meetings. That's what it's called. Yes. Auxiliary. S- sounds like a sounds like a euphemism for menses, right? Additional <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Jesus.
1: laughs>
0: All right. So uh, women's issues. All right. Um, so we stop
2: we, laughing, we, we, women. Stop it.
5: <laughs> Mormon Expression is a listener-funded program. If you like what you hear, please visit us at MormonExpression.com. And consider becoming a subscribing
0: member While you're there, let us know what you think about the show Don't encourage him <laughs> Alright, um, so, so then we have Achievement Days I looked up in the manual Achievement Days is the um, consolation prize for um, little girls who can't go to Cub Scouts um, Separate but equal And um, the, the manual says you're supposed to do it twice a month um, The Scout Troop meets weekly um, We have home teaching which um, on a typical um, a typical male is assigned between three and five families. And um, if you have five families, if you're, if you're really efficient, you can do them each in an hour. Some you don't have to drive. So I'm giving my family, even though I say they're outside of the state, that they can get it all done in one night. That's not likely. It usually takes two. Um, and, of course, the women have visiting teaching, which would also take a night to do. Um, now, in, in the old days, visiting teaching used to happen during the day, but now... All these uppity women are getting jobs in the day, so we have to um, we have to visit, teach them at
3: night. I, so this is maybe a little bit tangential, but I'm wondering about uh, why men why men are not allowed when home teachers come. You ever notice that men scatter like cockroaches when the, when the uh, visiting teachers come by? Oh, and uh, I sat in on the last one with Heather, and yeah. just just my presence they were just terrified. They
0: were nervous because yeah. well, you, you are an imposing man.
3: I, I am, but. <laughs> But I also very attractive. But i um, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, that's just, so it, it, I'd never done it, and I always wanted to. Just like every time I go to the church, I go to the high priests because fuck them, whatever.
0: <laughs> they don't. They don't check your card. <laughs> no. wait, wait, you need an ID. Let's see it, yeah. boy. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Anyway, is that, the high I just priest that better? Bizarre. I, I've never been to a high priest meeting. No, they're, they're they the same. The they're exactly the same. The no.
5: ties are fatter
0: and shorter. <laughs> the
3: ties are fatter yeah. and shorter. Yeah.
0: um well, so am I. Okay, um,
3: but that's you guys. That's like a phenomenon that not only I have experienced. No, it's
1: it's because we really don't like do anything other than girl talk. So why would why would you want your husband there when you're not really learning about the church? When
3: you're, you're talking about your talking husband. About
2: what your are husbands. you talking about? I always had a profound message straight oh. from the enzyme. Well, I was I was in
3: a good. Right on page one, baby.
2: You just printed off and said, "Here's
1: your here's your lesson and your cookies." Now let's talk oh, about. I was doing whatever. it wrong. Oh,
3: fun. <laughs> Home teaching
0: Okay, so those are those are our big uh, monthly. We're going to go through the, the actual meetings. I'm going to read you the list. I'm sorry, but I will. Um, so then we have big annual events. Um, uh, there's ward conference, state conference, and semiannual general conference. Um, and ward conference and state conference and and general conference are all multi-day events. Um, so they they all take at least two days and uh, two nights um, and. They, they, so there's, there's one ward conference a year Two state conferences and two annual conferences That's five weekends that are going to be taken up So it's five Saturdays right? You only get 52 Saturdays a year um, There is usually a generally a youth conference It goes like a week Oftentimes it's an EFY or whatever the formal ones At the, at the church schools But the, they need chaperones so, so there's a lot of adults who, who get taken up in that In addition to youth conference There will also be scout camp and girls camp um so if you have the, if you 're unfortunate enough to be a youth leader you 're generally burning two weeks of vacation, which is kind of what most people get on on um, these two events Scout camp oftentimes goes a week, girls camp oftentimes goes a week, and of course, things like girls camp um, you, you can 't just let the women up there by themselves, they have to have male chaperones i, I don 't make this up, and so you have mm-hmm. to have a, a priesthood rotating in um so then there's these random acts. We talk about the welfare farms. We talk about the onions that they, they let grow. Um, there will be service projects, and we all know that if there's cameras there, we're going to have more men helping hands with the T-shirts. And these things are not necessarily optional. The state president will come down and say, we need this many people to go out and, and do this thing. Um, there are... Ward service projects I know uh, growing up all the time like, We go clean Sister Smith's yard And, and everybody's expected to, to go there And, and be there and, and do that sort of thing Then we have things like genealogy there is a, There's a big oh, pressure geez. to do this And gen- genealogy takes time Right? Let alone things like the scrapbooking And the toll painting And all the other stuff you have to do to keep up with, with everybody else I forgot
3: about genealogy <laughs>
0: <laughs> How long does it take to map out uh, never mind Sorry. Now I plumb the depth of my mind ac- I don't know if it's gotten better or worse There used to be some other cool stuff You guys know the church used to have A church wide basketball competition Oh I if, did if you, this, this was a little bit before my time And they would, they would actually Bus the winners From California and from Idaho and From Arizona into, into BYU To play the championship. Softball, they did the same thing. They also used to have a big dance competition. Um, this, this is way before my time. Um, not way, before, not way before, um, Where they they have this big thing at BYU where everybody would do this 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 dance um, and and jazz hands, <laughs> 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 um, and it was a big thing. It was a big cultural um, identifier. Um, road shows, uh, which some yeah. some places still do. <laughs> God help you if you got called to be the director of the road show because you were going to spend a lot of time on that. Were you guys in the road show? So love the road show. I, I was this in, in a melodrama yeah. I forgot
3: my lines absorbable
0: they, they were they were fun, and I still go into state centers and see the stages, you know especially in older buildings they have like full on stages with places you put scenery and stuff it, it was a big deal the, These things took a lot of time, but they also gave a cultural identity when you listen to the list i 'm reading of current stuff it 's all kind of <laughs> but the the road chosen at least you got to dance at b y u right and i 'm sure some people got laid, so it was probably um <laughs> Success successful. Um, steak plays. I remember my steak when I was a kid. Putting on the great big productions they put on Camelot for hell's sake, and with um, scenery and everything. And they had the dinner show, and because um, the steaks used to have their own budgets. Um, steaks around here often times have, oftentimes have um, um, land. They have cabins and stuff all through the all through the mountains up here. Um, which is great, except oftentimes there'd be the steak farm or the steak camp cleanup day and then there'd be a steak, um the, the ward camp out and you know which you, there's a semi-obligation to all, all these things. So there's a there's a lot of stuff. What what have, what have I missed so far? We're gonna go and collate all this, but golden green ball. <laughs> the golden green, green ball. That's go- all I'm- The golden mm-hmm. green ball, um which is which which is a is it, isn't the blue and gold ball? Isn't it the Cub Scouts? No, that's Cub Scouts. What's the, the, that, this was for the young single adults. They had a, a steak dance kind of a thing called the golden green ball. That's right. This Uh-oh. is before my time. Oh, so it's before sure, your time. Oh, sure, yeah. Sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're winking at me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, they're, 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 and we're going to talk about there's actually meetings dedicated to single adults and youth, but there's all these activities that happen that require people to come out. Of course, the Scouts... They're always shielding money for the scouts, and at the blue and gold ball I was talking about, or the blue and gold dinner where they banquet. would banquet. It's a banquet, yes, where they're trying to get money for for the for the scouts. All right, so I went and looked in the church handbook of instructions, which is available online now, by the way, so you can go out there. Both
1: of
3: them.
0: Cool portions of both of them. I got the OG if you need it. <laughs> um. So, here are the ward meetings We have a sacrament meeting Which is three hours um, Fast and testimony meeting Which feels like four, but it's still only three um, Priesthood meeting Ward conference, bishopric meeting Ward priesthood executive committee meeting Ward council meeting, the bishopric youth committee meeting The ward single adult committee meeting And the missionary coordination meeting um, The priesthood executive committee Meets once a week And the The um, Ward council rotates in with the others A bishopric, a typical bishopric member Will spend two hours, usually before church In meetings, solid meetings Now there's one thing that I noticed the church hid Which is the welfare meeting Um, It says you can do it as part of PEC, but nobody does that um, because you bring in the Relief Society president. So there is another meeting called the the, the welfare meeting where we talk about all the people who are on welfare. We we used to bring this. I'm going to go ahead and say that. You did it as part of Mm PEC? We've done it as PEC. Okay. Um, So so let's go back to our family. Paul, if church starts at 9 a.m., Paul will generally need to be there at 7 um, which means he's getting up at six o'clock on a Sunday on every weekend because he's going to have two a two hour block of meetings. So, so I mean, let's let's be realistic. Church starts at seven at nine. They have to be out of that meeting at, at eight thirty, which means they're really meeting at six thirty. I th- we posted this up um, on the Facebook group, and there was a guy who, who, who said that his bishop would meet at four thirty. My dad, my father was the stake executive secretary for a lot of years, and they met at five every every fucking Sunday. They met at five a.m. So maybe it is a cult. All right. So, um, <laughs> um, so, 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 but so while he's in this meeting, um, poor Jennifer has to get the kids ready. And and oftentimes these bishops have little kids, so so somebody is doing all this on their on their own. Um, the other meetings. Um, so, on stake meetings, we have state conference, state general priesthood meeting, state priesthood leadership meeting, state high council priest corps meeting, state presidency meeting, stake priesthood executive committee meeting, the high council meeting, state council meeting, meet with the bishops, the, the state president's meeting with bishops, um, stake aaronic priesthood slash young women committee meeting, state bishop welfare council meeting, stake auxiliary leadership meeting, stake young single adult committee meeting. Then stake single adult committee meeting. These are the named meetings in the um, church handbook of instruction. <laughs> they are meeting like all the fucking time, right? I mean, it's just constantly. And, and so like on a fast Sunday from, for Paul, he's going to show up at the church at 6.30, be in two hours of meetings, go to a three-hour block. He's got to help do the fast offerings. He's got to do interviews. He's going to be at the church nine or ten hours. And for people who don't live very close, they're oftentimes driving back and forth or sneaking a lunch in. Sometimes people don't eat all day long because there's no chance There's no break and sure as hell don't want to be caught at the jack-in-the-box around the corner From the wardhouse, because then <laughs> you would lose Your, your, um, your Status <laughs> So there's a lot of meetings Alright so let's, let's talk about what, what does this look like let's put the pieces Together Say so an average month for our purposes is 28 days We'll, we'll call it a four week month Okay 28 days now we already established that these guys have full-time jobs and they're trying to raise their kids. So most of these things are going to take they're going to be at work or whatever and they're going to take a day. So so for our family home evening we have 4 days out of the 28. And we're going to say Monday's shot, right? Cuz you're at work all day and then you're going to do family home evening. So Monday so for our purposes Monday's gone. The church has taken Monday completely. Given what what else you have to do in your life, right? So, are you clear on how I'm counting a day? So, four days first. Four days first. Going to church. Sundays are shot. We've already established there's tons of meetings, and and some of these meetings. Um, when we talk about the personas, I mean, maybe before we do this, let, let's go through these individuals. So, Brianna was our nine year old. She has to go to all three hours of church. Right? She's not excused from that. And she's going to do achievement days, which is twice a twice a month. We established um and then whatever other activities. And of course the church does not excuse these kids from these adult things like conference. She's got to go to conference. She's got to watch that stuff. And now the poor church is dragging 9-year-olds out to women's meeting, right? Starting this last time. Oh, good god. So so even though she's just a little kid, she's spending a lot of time in adult meetings and she has her own obligation achievement days where they'll be giving her assignments and take-home work and all, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, Kelly, our 12 year old She's now in Young Women's So not only is she going to church all day Sunday But she's going to be at the church every Wednesday And she's going to be do, doing all, Starting to memorize all this stuff And do all this work And then she's going to have activities But she's not allowed to go to the dance You can't go to the dances until you're 14 right? Um. <laughs>
1: but she's probably also going to be at the church The night that the Relief Society
0: is there Doing the babysitting too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. Sometimes they, they get they get recruited and stuff. Does twelve year olds go to girls camp? Yes. Yes. So not only is girls camp a week, but there's pre meetings, like there's warm up sessions, right? And they'll have they'll have meetings after meetings after meetings in preparation for this mm-hmm. that, that, that and will, will take. And her. if
2: she's in the Beehive presidency, she also has meetings in addition to that.
0: If she's in the Beehive presidency, she actually will meet with the bishopric um, once once every uh, month, where she has to go into one of those meetings that happens early in the morning. The Bishop Youth Council me- meeting and oftentimes that meeting happens after church depending on the time of the day But but um, sh- she will go to that meeting Tom as a 14 year old is already getting really busy. So he let's assume they have enough deacons But he has to get to church early to prepare the sacrament as a teacher. We've already talked about fast offerings He will be expected nay required to go to scouting um, and go on the scout activities There'll be this, these weekly activities We've already established he's in seminary He's spending one hour of his day Every day in religious instruction um, As well as the scripture study And all the other stuff that the rest of his family is doing So he's already to a point Where he's interacting with the church In an organized way Almost every day Because if, if we count up the Saturdays We're talking about a lot of Saturdays between all these conferences and activities. And and so almost every day, by the time you're 14, you are doing Mormon stuff constantly. So we talk about Mormon identity a couple weeks ago. You can see how all this stuff is starting to capture them in. Of course, Jennifer, she's got to not only be this beehive leader, but she's going to the presidency meetings. She's helping plan these, these um, conferences and girls' camp and all that kind of stuff. They're supposed to call all the girls and go to their houses and badger them. They're encouraged to go pick up girls who don't come to church. If she's in the Young Women's Presidency, um, she would be going to um, ward council. No, she wouldn't be going to ward council, but she would be going to her presidency meetings. Only the Young Women's President goes to ward council.
2: I think you also need to include the time to have guilt, because if you're not doing all those things, <laughs> or if you feel less than positive about doing all those things, then Satan has your soul, and your guilt is taking several hours a week as well.
0: Absolutely, yeah. The mean, solution, right? Yeah. Just I do gotta,
2: everything you're asked. Yeah, you no you
0: guilt. Read, pray. Mm-hmm. So, Paul, you know, we talked about these bishopric meetings, but he's still a home teacher, and oftentimes, what bishops will do is. You know, in an interest of being nice, they'll assign the bishopric the worst cases. So oftentimes the bishopric will be spending more time with with the people who are more problematic. Um, and, and so Paul likely has some of the worst families, I mean, when I say worst ones that are taking the most time. And, you know, he's, he's got a fucking full-time job, and he's trying to be a parent, and he's trying to do all these other things. He's got no time for anything else This is a point I want to make People will post on the board saying Oh my god, I can move to Utah How are the Mormons? The Mormons are so tied up in all this bullshit They don't have time for anybody else They they will leave you alone Because really, what they'll try to do is say Hey, you want to come join our little little group? Nope, All right. well then they'll go off on their own merry way That's normally what happens Family members are a little bit different But most Mormons will just leave you alone Because they don't have time to do anything else
2: Unless they're assigned you if you're their service project.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, true. and, and, and that, that does happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about our monthly schedule again. 28 days. So we have four days um, Sunday, and by Sunday night you're just exhausted, right? Do you remember as a, as a Mormon going back to, t- to work on Monday and feeling relieved? <laughs> <laughs> four nights for family home evening. Um, and and four, our four Wednesday night activities. So, so there's three days out of the week shot. One night a week for the family is home teaching, or one night a month. One night is visiting teaching. Um, and so the whole family pays, right, because the, whoever, whichever parent is gone, the other parent's covering for them. Um, there's one night, I would say, on average every, um, every month that's either a conference, a ward conference, a stake conference, or a stake activity, there's going to be one night burned on one of those things, usually, usually a Saturday. So every ward has a ward Christmas party on Saturday, and every ward has these conferences. So on average, you're going to burn one night. Usually on average, there's another ward weekly activity. So that first one, I was including conference, but the wards themselves have, have things. And this is where I was talking about there could be the youth conference, the meeting to plan the roadshow, blah, 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 blah. I think it's safe to say conservatively that one day a month will be taken up in that.
2: Don't make it stop, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one night we established that you're supposed to go to the temple. And we also talked about cleaning the ward house slash feeding the missionaries. The member's supposed to feed the missionaries. So I would say that on average, in a typical ward, you're going to be assigned to clean the building once every other month. And you're going to be assigned to feed the missionaries once every month. That means between the two of those, it's one day a month. Okay, so let's add that up. Four, four, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen days out of twenty-eight. That means that 65% of your time is taken up by the church. Now, <laughs> I'm you have I'm, your free agency. I'm a project <laughs> manager, and that's the figure we use for full-time people that they're 65% productive. So that means basically, I mean, to think about that: 18 days out of a month. The church has, from all these different angles, niggled away all of your time to where you don't even see it. Plus, girls'
2: channel.
0: Plus. plus, things we've established the, our, our genealogy and all these other things that, that you have on top of you.
2: Oh, you didn't mention now there's blogging for Jesus yes. as well.
0: blogging for, and Jesus. for Jesus. Facebook for Jesus. Is, isn't that a full time mission calling? It is
2: a full time mission but calling. But members are encouraged as well.
0: Well, and, I mean, those are things we haven't even talked about. A mission is two years, right? And there's stake service missions. And there's, there's all kinds of little callings. And uh,
5: they can always find more for you to do. When I was on my mission, I was in California during Prop 22, which was the first big salvo in the marriage wars. And we showed up at the ward house one day on a Saturday to grab a video out of the library or something. And all of the men were there taking stacks of vote whatever on 22 out of the ward house and putting it in the trunks of their cars. And they talked about it in PEC, about like, okay, we got to get all the brethren out to do this thing. And of course, you know, it was kind of shocking for me because I thought like, you know, well, the church doesn't have political opinions, right? But uh, no, they made it an assignment and they talked about it, make sure people were making their phone calls and putting their signs up and all that.
0: Yeah, so there is no boundary. And let's be clear on Mormon culture. Culture is you cannot aspire to any calling, right? You can't say, hey, I really like working with a nine-year-old. When, when, I, when I left the church and, and I became a Unitarian, I volunteered to teach nine-year-olds. I like teaching nine-year-olds. You can't do that. There's probably, like, uh, somebody needs to come up with a chart that says, if you ask for this calling, then you know what the dynamic <laughs> opposite is that you'll get. So you can spin the wheel and say, I want to teach the nine-year-olds, oh, I need to ask to be the ca- compassionate service director. But when I, <laughs> um, when
2: I stopped going to church, I had a bishop remember come to my house and tell me I could have any calling oh, I wanted.
0: Oh, um, that's, that's like, sweet the it,
6: deal. Was it was bribery. Choosing, choosing
0: which <laughs> they are going to remove your appendix with. Wow. <laughs> Um, so, so, but, but the the thing that's really kind of culty about that is some of these callings take a lot of work, or might have you doing working with children, or working with camp, or all this stuff, and you have no agency to you use the church's no.
1: word. You can't you say no. You can't
0: say no. And you can't even choose what it is you want to do. You can't say, I really like working with the girls, and, and I want to go with Girls Camp. I tried to say that to them. I tried to say, <laughs> I really <laughs> like working with the girls. You've been trying that not, for years, but They did not let me go. <laughs>
3: we still you, don't let you work with girls. red flagged for like 20
0: years. <laughs> uh, I like what Adam Carolla says about... Um, Volunteers for the youth. You always ask for volunteers. Whoever volunteers, they're out right there. <laughs> they don't get <how> to go. <laughs> That's what you choose. So, so, so th- this 18 days, and we've already established that that number is low. We're lowballing the number. And what's, what's fascinating is I never, before I did the math, I knew it was going to be high. But I figured it would come in around 50%. And even when you're in the system, you do not realize how invasive it is, how it's just taken over every aspect of your life. And we're not even talking about things like that you're supposed to pray at every meal, that you're supposed to have prayers before you have sex. We, we guys told that, that you should – I was told that at BYU. Wait, what? That you should sit down course. and have, have – uh, No one else heard this, but I never did it. You invite, you're supposed to invite Jesus into the bedroom with you? At the end –
5: at the end. <laughs> when it's nap time, you're supposed to get Jesus
0: in. <laughs> no, you kind of call. never mind. <laughs> he's oh. he's been there. He's been no, the, 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 <laughs> no, you, no one's ever heard this besides me. The the, 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 the command to okay, I've got a couple people. saying It was yeah. a
2: command. Now, well, is there, is there any
0: difference in, the, in the, between a commandment and a you know whatever your the the the. the first principle of gospel is obedience right nice you're being nice. proven to see if you'll be faithful in all things
2: how do mm-hmm. they prove that though did you really pray
0: after sex I didn't pray before or after <laughs> 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 um, you just say yes I, I willfully chose to. pretty sure, sure too, she did <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I know it's got that right there what was that pretty I don't sure know. she did
4: uh, <laughs> oh, what? Was that? Uh,
0: 18 days <laughs> <laughs> sorry 18 days um uh, if what's you're counting that,
2: what's that? the sex when you up those hours Those
0: days Well a couple minutes um. <laughs> 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 So Mormonism invades Absolutely everything and, and there's really not any time To develop any, any Sort of real personality outside that If you really try hard you could probably Manage one hobby But um this is why for a lot of people in the church, unless you're really extroverted, unless you're really outgoing, it's likely that most of all your friends and everybody you interact with is in this group because you don't have time to do anything else. It's, it's just not there. And then you have the pressure of being successful in your career and of outward appearance that, that is in Mormonism that to, you know, to, to have a perfectly coiffed group of children a perfectly manicured home all of this pressure on top of this and it's no wonder that people go nuts
2: i did want to mention also from a woman's point of view the pregnancy involves a change of of your time and i always felt sorry for these women to be five six months pregnant and be called this relief society president it was cruel it wasn't it wasn't helpful for anyone. It's inspired. Okay, it's I'm cruel. sorry. It wasn't cruel. It was inspired, and we should be glad that we should be trying to have a baby <laughs> while taking care of everyone else.
0: Well, and, th- and things that really have no purpose. Like, there'll be some poor w- woman down there with five kids and a baby, and her husband is sitting up on the stand doing God knows what. He's just sitting there, right? Everybody knows who the bishopric is. Do, why, do all three of them need to sit up there? The clerk. What the hell is the clerk doing up there?
2: He's counting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he gets down and walks yeah. and counts the people and then goes back and sits and draws pictures of the rest of the, me- the meeting. <laughs> but we, we do these things f- by tradition, but there's there's no... They're... The, 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 a cynic would say that they're designed just to keep you busy. Filibuster. Keep you busy all the time. All the time. There's no time to think. There's no time to question. There's no time to go out and look at porn. There's always time for porn. There's no time to go out and drink <laughs> alcohol or whatever else because you're just so taken up in it.
3: I don't think they mean it as a safeguard. I mean, I don't know if I'm you know, coming to what... I don't know if there's a, a main uh, point to where we're heading, but, I mean, that's the point, right? Is to to deprive everybody of their senses and their time so they have no other option
2: well i had a counselor a bishop counselor tell my sister-in-law that they had to give her a calling so she would stay active in the church so there definitely is a motive to keeping people busy
0: absolutely well you, you see people say it all the time that it was after they got released from a calling that they left because they it keeps them so involved and not able to slow down and think about things not and that's the why process. they
2: were willing to give me any calling I wanted to get me back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Should have asked to be the bishop. What would be the cherry <laughs> calling? <laughs> Man,
2: I wish. You, I what had. would
0: you ask for? What's the best calling? Librarian. librarian. The librarian. That is pretty chill. I have found sunbeams. No sunbeams. No. Sunbeams. I. You I did I crackers. Yeah, so get crackers. Sunbeams.
1: <laughs> ten no. sunbeams and just me was not fun. <laughs> no.
0: The priesthood course, tour, but they, you usually had to double down. They'd give you another calling too, wouldn't they? The oh, yes. hand out the hymn books, is a good one. I just wanted
6: to say this uh, discussion's been very depressing in a lot of ways. <laughs> totally.
5: I mean,
0: totally.
6: totally. I've yes. seen John is like he's he's like reading down this list and he, and it's probably like you're not getting feedback because everyone's just thinking about these awful events. And yeah. it's, for me, I was I was on the other end. I was a bishop and. We picked up rocks in a field and moved them to another field. And then the next year we would come back and pick up those rocks and move them. And they told us, they said, these are so that we can keep our charitable status. We have to have X amount of hours of volunteers. And they would say, bring your little children. They count the hours that they're there. You know, a baby sitting in a chair counts for those charitable hours. So make sure you're checked in. Pass the list around and now that i'm on the other side it's just um very i feel very sad and and very depressed that um that all we did was was the busy work there were things that were i, I like the people and i like that aspect of it but i feel like whenever i run across these people i want to apologize and ask for forgiveness for giving a calling to a pregnant lady well she'll she can be a nursery in nursery up until she pops the baby and the oh well she just had her baby well they just sit in relief society so they can sit there and it it, it's i would sit i would get angry at the time we spent on it but i didn't do anything about it you don't stand up and say it's It's this whole, you're trying to look better than the other bishops with your numbers, (laughs) and the stake president is trying to look better than the other stake presidents, Mm -hmm. and it's right on up the line to area authorities to mission presidents is they're just trying to look better than their peers. It's a sales competition, and we're all the guinea pigs in that.
0: Right, because it's a measure of righteousness, right? Um, A good bishop has good numbers.
5: About the moving rocks thing that's a common report from North Korean political camps but uh, (laughs) about the callings as a retention tool they don't even hide that Uh, again as a missionary one of the things like once you got baptized it was get the man the priesthood and get them a calling and we talked about it openly we got to give them a calling to keep them coming just to give them at least that much excuse to show up in church they don't even hide that that that's what that's about in a lot of cases
0: Yeah, it's right. I mean, we're all suffering from PTSD. So <laughs> I'm confused. Necessary.
3: Moving rocks from one field to another and then doing that another time in oh, opposite. Yeah. That's not a metaphor.
5: No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they don't have actual Actually, rocks. We so that,
5: that was a <laughs> real activity. Like, annual
6: move the rocks. <laughs> I <think> the next <laughs>
3: service wow. Think <laughs> the next year? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And we talked ourselves. it. Yeah. People. Can you imagine, like the, the huddle,
0: like the hands in gang, move them rocks? Well, you know, in the in the old days, we're not we're talking about the '70s. The ch- you paid tithing to the church, but that didn't pay for churches. They used to have a building fund, and people would build their own churches. That's why the churches that are from the '60s and '70s are cool, yeah. because the local people actually built them, and they're they're actually better built. Um, they're 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 amazing.
7: Okay, hi, I'm Brianna, um, not the nine year old, but the twenty <laughs> five year old. Evil 20. Um, I have two things. One, I wrote the rock story that's ridiculous. I I have an honest question. Why didn't they do real helpful service? Because speaking from experience, you get 20 people together. You can build a whole house in one weekend. I
0: I think I was thinking about that when I was planning this. I I think correlation, which means control. When we talk about correlation, we're always talking about control. Mm -hmm. The church can't control those things. All this stuff works because it's highly replicatable across all these different units. So, 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 and and it serves its purpose. It keeps people busy constantly. But if you let them do a barn raising, who knows what's going to happen? Um, <laughs> Barns will, <be> <laughs> will indeed be raised. You guys have all seen Footloose. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I, I was I was thinking about about that for exactly what you're saying, Brianna. That. Like these, these, these welfare, this, this whole welfare system where they're canning tuna and potatoes and carrots and all this kind of stuff. And you go to the Bishop's Storehouse in Salt Lake City, and it's fully stocked. And everything from the, from the, the cow on up was church-owned and operated. This makes no sense fiscally. The church does it for two reasons. One is they honestly believe That the world's going to fall apart And then their canneries will be the one thing that keeps going Right <laughs> And two It just keeps people busy Like it, it's, it's not an efficient system You you don't really want your own tuna factory You just go down to Walmart and buy a shitload of tuna Right That's the way everybody else does it So the, there has to be something else at play Because whenever it comes to numbers You can bet the church knows exactly what they're doing So when, when they do something that doesn't make sense financially, you have to sniff around. There's something else going on. I think it's that point. But yeah, why not do something productive? Well, because then you're creating wealth, and somebody gets the wealth. Somebody gets the barn. You can't create any wealth, it has to be consumable. imagine
5: liability concerns are big, like having a lot of kids swinging hammers. They don't
0: want that. The, the, yeah. the, the question was on liability. Yeah, but running a tuna factory is not exactly a free from liability either. So I think the church finds ways around that. You know, um, when they really want to. Um, hell, I pointed out last time that you know you can get thirty thousand dollars from the church anytime you want because they lock um, twenty-seven or thirty-four-year-old bishops up with um, with um, women talking about adultery, talking about liability. Um, but they're willing to stomach that one because it serves their needs.
7: Yeah, I feel like. Um I feel like the church has plenty of lawyers and resources to get volunteer liability set up if they wanted to for that kind of stuff. But anyway, my second comment was just, I'm just floored by the 65 percentage uh, of your life that's taken up on a daily basis. But that doesn't even count the missions early in your life and later in your life if you choose to go on a mission as a married couple when it goes up to 100%. crazy
0: absolutely and i didn't do the calculation i I ran out of time but when you start counting and you know we were talking about 45 minutes the temple it takes three hours but when you add in changing your clothes and driving to the temple and parking and getting past the 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 doting people at the at the checking your temple recommend and (laughs) it's a five six hour thing which means which means if you're going to go once a month on a friday night and you get there at six, you can't do it. You've got to take off work. And not everybody can just dish out of work. So people, people are really impacting their lives and their pocket. Hey, Randy. Hi, Randy. Um, I think expressed or implied
5: uh, in, the, in the culture or the doctrine <clears throat> is uh, the idea, too, that church service is required for salvation. By that I mean, I mean you could do all kinds of service outside. You could be Mother Teresa, but it doesn't ever count. Right. And, uh, you know, with so much absorption of, of our time in the church, it, it really, I think, I mean, you'd, you'd like to think that it would bring, it be bringing uh, uh, parents and, and kids and spouses closer together. But I think a lot of times what it does is you're so wrapped up in doing all this church stuff that you can actually have this sort of chasm, I think, that happens between, you know, a dad and their kids or, you know, a husband and wife.
0: It's an excellent point most of the things on that list are divisive yeah. right? you're, you're, you're doing them alone and you're, you're separated from your family and given an, uh, another family this is a complaint about people who have children in the youth program that they will turn their kids against their parents you know, they'll say hey you know, if your parents are not doing this then you need to go do the other thing anyway
1: uh, Karina here I just wanted to point out that I spent hours coming up with lessons hours anguishing over how I was going to teach it and also instead of just reading my boys a good night story I told them Nephi stories, we called it and sang to them, and that probably took 30 minutes of every night that I could have just been a good mom, told them a story told them good night and spent that time with my husband instead and then I don't think you mentioned the three hours that are sucked out of your life going to church,
0: the sacrament yeah, that was my PTSD (laughs) sorry, Yeah, no that's cool, we're back
1: (laughs) but it's just anguish all week long of constantly uh, thinking about what i didn't do what i should have done and how i can do it better yeah, and that takes up time
0: takes I, I, up absolutely time. yeah these callings like most people have a calling that they do sometime in a three-hour block the, they're a sunday school teacher or a young women's advisor and yeah you're supposed to decorate and study and try to and, and this takes time
4: well i was um gosh this is hard to listen to because you feel like you've ruined your kids growing up, but, <laughs> but um, oh, no, no. like you just with this fake scenario family, um, you've got both parents in a, in a calling that has them away from the home, often at the same time. So where is your nine-year-old? And if your 12-year-old's at beehives with her mom and the dad's in a meeting, uh, she's either at home with a 14-year-old who doesn't want her to, to be there, or she's home alone, or she sat in a hallway at church for hours and hours and hours every single week. And like the previous lady said, time that you could spend with your kids, you're away from them, because often you are in doubled-up callings. And one's out, one's in, one's out, one's in. And you live parallel. You're, you're Husband becomes the guy who watches the kid while you're at your thing you need to be at, and then you're the one who's there while he's at his thing to be at, and you very rarely actually have time to connect. And if you do get to spend time with your spouse, you almost are constantly feeling that I should be somewhere else. And I absolutely refused to use a date to go to the temple. It was like, there's no way I'm going to spend. Precious time I could spend with my husband, sat across a room from him. We can't even talk to one another. Hmm. And how many people do you know that go to Costco on a date? Because it's the only time they can actually comprehend being together as a couple. This is a truth. Everybody's laughing because it's true. You run into couples Friday night at, at Costco or Walmart because they finally got away without their kids, but they actually still didn't have time to do something that's so basic they had to do it on a date night because the rest of their life is taken up.
3: You know, the one thing I've noticed, too, is the time that, at least from my experience, that we got to spend together was often spent fighting because we had so much anxiety and stress in our life. And then whenever we'd get together, we'd
0: just, you know, uh, I remember uh, Zilf and I would spend every Sunday afternoon decompressing. mm mm-hmm. Which meant we were bitching about church, but um, but you you, you you do you have you get all wound up and you have to uh, to deprogram that stuff. Um, I you know I've been around long enough to tell you that the divorce rate for people to leave the church, even as couples, is rather, rather high, and one of the reasons is simply what you're saying that that this fills up so much time that even a couple that is fully in love and has a great relationship will drift apart over time because they just don't have time to nurse the relationship like needs to be. and suddenly this is gone and it's like, who are you? Because so much of everything, all your energy is poured into this that you just don't have time. Think about, you know, all that time we were talking about, but our little family lived a half hour from the church. How many hours, and, and, and 45 minutes from the stake Center where, where we were saying that the, um, the institute was, the, the seminary. How many hours do they spend in that fucking car for the church a year? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. Um, which, by the way, if you're still going to church, you can write off on your taxes. Most people don't know that. Right, anytime you go to church, make sure to write it off on your taxes. Um, so, yeah. I think, well, when you think
1: about the, the kids in seminary in Utah, where you can go to seminary during your class period, um, if you don't go to seminary, you can graduate six months earlier because you have enough credits to graduate. So those kids that are going to seminary during a class period don't get the opportunity to possibly graduate earlier because they're sacrificing that one hour every day as, as part of the church.
0: It's an excellent point. We haven't even gotten into it, which is opportunity cost. You know, which what are you giving up with all all, all this time and and it's it's exercise and self development and all, and all sorts of things that that would would shape for a, a healthier life.
2: I think the reason a lot of us are he- feeling this PTSD feelings emotions is because, at least for myself, I believed in the church. I loved the church. I freely gave all my time without question. I did it all willingly. Um, I loved my callings. But when it came down to when I have the enlightenment that I no longer believed in the church, I feel used and abused. I gave everything I had for something I found out not to be true. And that I think that's where a lot of our, our emotions come from.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the old canard, the, they leave the church, they can't leave it alone. Well, I mean, frankly, we couldn't leave it alone when we were in the church, so we're just taking that with us. But uh, what what do you, I mean, that's a huge amount of time. Not only your faith and your identity and all this stuff, suddenly that goes poof. What kind of weird psychopath could just walk away from that and just, whoo, forget about it? That was a fun thirty-five years. Let's go. What's next? You know, I, I can't imagine what they're talking about when they say, "What kind of weirdo could could leave it?" Not, and, and let alone that feeling of fraud, that feeling of I've been ripped oh, yeah. off, I've had all this taken away from me, um, cheated on, I've been cheated on. on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot they ask for. Think that's bad? Coming back in three weeks, we're going to talk about bishops. Oh my god! <laughs> all right. Well. Um, As always, the discussion continues over on the website, and um, you can uh, find out what's going on by joining our Facebook group or um, checking out the uh, website. So for everybody coming out tonight and our wonderful panel, um, thank you, and good night. Mormon Expression is a production of the Whitefields Educational Foundation. Visit us online at whitefieldseducational.org.